JP, I thought that would be an appropriate introduction for this weekend's Radio Hot Lap, episode 122. Considering we didn't have an intro last week, the we only show without an intro. Viewers, welcome. Welcome, to viewers. that zany podcast that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool and emerging technologies, local and international barbecues. Local and international barbecues. And goodies. And gadgets. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. What are you having to drink tonight? Oh, I'm just on the uh, Cooper's Light, thank you. Always on the What have light? you got? You're liking your lights, aren't you? Well, I've been doing the right thing, you know, responsible. Got to drive home. Indie lights? No, no indie lights. Driving Cooper's lights? Cooper's lights. Yep, driving lights. I'm, uh, I'm having a, a Pikes 07 Clare Valley, the Dog Walk Cabernet Merlot. Talking of the dogs. And the dog walk. Hello, Hello Russell Rust. Sausage. Who hasn't been very well. She's again? Been, still? Again. Yes, no, she's been... Yes, no. She's been overeating. She's been lurking around. And here she is, having a cuddle, viewers. Um, after eating a, a bit of a, a roast chicken roll yesterday with gravy. Oh, it's obviously got her down. Bit too rich, Rust. So, but, how was your weekend? Wait, you was, went off to sand down. I did. It was great, except for the technical failure that we had with the iPod again Viewers, we have to apologise for that. It's just been driving both of us nuts. It has. Hopefully it's not going to be a drama. Well, hopefully not, no. But uh, that's about the second or third uh, problem that you've had. And it's always when you're playing away. Oh, I don't know what it is. That's what we're going to have to... We lost the, uh, we lost the, the intro. Just, yep. There's been some technical dramas lately. <laughs> Indubitably. Uh, is, is it still working? Yeah, there yeah, you go. It's Sorry, still working. Although the left channel looks like it kicked oh, up. Oh, well, it'll be all right. Uh, well, what also, a weekend it was at Sandown, JP. Uh, certainly, the announcement that uh, was speculated in the previous week of Triple Eight going to Holden, yes, um, and uh, leaving their Ford products behind. And just to prove a point, Holden's won the round. Very much so, and they were uh, not uh, not happy about that. But um, in the media conference at the end of the weekend, uh, Garth Tander definitely affirmed uh, the position of HRT that it would be the leading Holden brand yes. uh, representative um, in season 2010. Mm. Interesting that, uh, that that's come about. Um, and I think it's, it, it's, it's great because it just it mixes it up. If there'd been another cakewalk for Triple for Eight, it probably people would be getting a bit bored. But as we head towards the world's most boring racetrack in the world, the split pin, <laughs> up in uh, Queensland, Queensland, or the paper clip as they call it, might as well be a split pen. So disjointed. Uh, then on to Phillip Island for the Enduros and Bathurst. It's uh, yeah. it's the right time for HRT to come come it back is. online and get a bit of strength, which is nice. Saturday's race was pretty boring, uh, but Sunday's was a bit of a cracker. I'm glad you saw it because I didn't. Well, uh, that's because you were probably uh, having uh, either. Poor little Mitchy problems. No. Or the football. No. Well, the football was a big problem, actually, because it was my sister's 50th. So we were down at Victor. And I thought, oh, yeah, well, that's fine. We're going out for lunch, and that, which we did. And then we would have got back to their place about 3.30 or whatever. Put on the TV, see what's happening with the motor racing. The footy's on. Unbelievable. And lo and behold, the motor racing had been on from midday till 3 o'clock. And that was it. That was all of Sunday's motor racing here. But, but you could have watched it over the internet, but then again, you couldn't. You're right. So this is the big 
Exactly right. Because well I don't said, use ping pong. Bugs. Bugs like that. <laughs> Got a new acronym on the weekend. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. For Ford. For Ford? Yeah. Fuck off Roland Day. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Couple of guys with a bed sheet. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Oh, they did well. Very definite bit of uh, thinking outside the square there. Look, I think it's uh, it's fairly mutual. It's hard to it's hard to know what what's going on there. There was a um, there was a pretty test, testy email sent out from the boss of Ford, Marin. FPR. Uh, no, not the boss of FPR. The boss of Ford Australia. Oh yes, uh, yeah. indicating that he had felt that um, not only had Craig Lowndes sort of betrayed the brand. But that Triple uh, Eight had been given given every opportunity to do continue the right thing. to have a car with um, you know in the spirit being blue and was yep. written into the contract. But further controversy towards the end of the weekend, it appears that there was not actually written into the contract. It was to be discussed. Right. And so, and so Ford were pushing, and Triple Eight weren't taking any notice because it wasn't in the contract. Yes, it's uh, it's. But I mean, having read that, which I did obviously as well, um, and how they've been pushing them to uh, paint the car blue for the last two years, um, you look at the car and all that silver that they've got going on at the moment, that could quite easily be uh, have been translated into uh, blue, and I don't think you know it wouldn't even have to be the right shade of blue. It could be a metallic blue, and it'd still look fine. So. Maybe there was a bigger plan, is all I can think. Maybe the plan was always, once the strength was there and the Ford, were th- uh, the Ford camp were threatening to pull the pin on, uh, on money, maybe it was, well, okay, we'll force them into doing it and we'll jump ship and go to Holden. Well, nothing sure of viewers. There's a lot of controversy going on at the moment. There's a lot of pork pies being told. And uh, it's going to have to be um, left to the, to the racetrack. Rick Kelly had a very good performance. He did uh, in the in the in the second race, although he was on the option tyre um, coming through. I thought it was it was good racing, and for the hundred ninety nine dollars that the viewers, the real viewers, yes. had to pay to uh, to watch. Well, their Sunday race was rewarded with uh, with excitement. There, interesting in front of the the grandstand, which they've now. Um, have where the start line is because they've moved the start line down. Yes, I thought that on Saturday when I was watching. The finish line is still back in front of the pit lane, so yeah. effectively it's like X plus 0.8 of a lap <laughs> to be able to get exactly you know, the, the lap count. They had this um, very large banner across there saying uh, the world's largest outdoor screen company.com.au. Right. With the screen, which was about one third the size of the sign, oh. so it, it was a binocular job, and <laughs> it's about a third of the signs, third of the size of the of the um, screens we have down here at Clipsal. But um, yeah, for the for the punters, it was a good race. But I thought it was just as good a race that you would have been able to see on TV. Uh, went down to the back of Dandenong Road there to see yep. them sort of come down there off the. Off the hill, and that was that was quite. That's interesting. a good spot, actually. No doubt about that. Plenty of overtaking. But at that much money, if you want to take a family out there, that that's a great deal. And I was abhorred at the price of the uh, of the drinks: seven dollars for a can of regular beer, right. and nine dollars fifty if you wanted a Jim Beam and Coke. 
that's just highway robbery. Um, and apparently, that uh, that's probably what they're doing there because all the staff were part of this, the Sandown um, you know, race club, right? Uh, horse race club. Oh yeah. And were basically there to, to bring the money in. Forty-four thousand, or forty-four, a little bit less than forty-four thousand people over the weekend. Not enough to be able to uh, to probably satisfy the coffers required there to keep a place in business but it's it's important sure. that it stays because you know we've got to keep that racetrack there it's australia's only like suburban you know, suburban in town racetrack. yeah you're right it is yeah. and we yeah. wouldn't call um home uh, we wouldn't call eastern creek a suburban race no. no and apart from that they're all the road circuits so but congratulations to will davison on a win and two poles especially I thought that was you fantastic. know taking on the spirit yep. of uh, yep. of his uh, grandfather lex davison who yep. was killed there um, in the, the Tasman series. No, anyway. great result for him, no, no doubt about that. Even Saturday's result was great, so Saturday's racing. Well, what do you got for us, anything? Well, interestingly, you should say about um, the uh, the Triple Eight uh, fiasco and one thing and another. I see uh, Dix jumped into the fold and um, said that DJR aren't going anywhere. Um, apparently, They've been having hits all over the place on their on their website and a lot of web traffic that's uh, built up with uh, Ford fans going, well, you know, we don't like those Triple Eight blokes anymore. You guys have been here forever. So um, I think that's that's good for DJR. And let's face it, they are um, they are the second uh, best Ford team currently in the championship beside Triple Eight, and um, they they've been having a great year. Um, I think Stephen's uh, is he fourth or fifth. I had dinner with uh, Dick Johnson's uh, partner Charlie oh, Schwerkoff on yep. uh, Thursday night in right. South Melbourne. A very interesting um, and quite a, a lengthy meal um, and discussion we had there about his thoughts on the drivers that will be useful for the future. And, and I understand right. that you know my my guess is that Charlie will be trying to buy Dick out. To take advantage of uh, you know like the proper full ownership of the team. Well, I thought, well, I thought and Charlie already had more than Dick anyway, but you know. Steve Johnson put in a very good performance over the weekend. He and did. I, in some respects, I actually think that Steve is a more consistent driver than James Courtney. James definitely has more cut and thrust, but 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 Steve can sort of can keep. Yeah, well, Steve just can, can keep going in there. But it's it's not consistent enough for them, and we saw. Like one of the pit stops there, the whole race was ruined. It was on the Sunday, and something had happened to the back of the car that when they came in to do tyres and to fuel up, like the fuel guy just basically said, just waved them away because they couldn't get the uh, the, the dry brake system into the side of the car. There was some damage to the bodywork there. They had to come back and do a second stop, and that oh, basically ruined their race. Bit, and yeah. then, you know, of course, it was, was further ruined by... By, by Courtney making a mistake of, well, let's just say an error of judgment with a couple of other cars. A racing incident wouldn't put it down to being saying, like, James screwed up, just right. bad luck, and, you know, let's come back to get them again. Yeah, it's, it is a shame, but, I mean, certainly Stephen's doing very well. I mean, fifth in the championship, <coughs> excuse me, and like you said, that's really just down to his consistency. Excuse me, what, do you, what the squawk button? Beg your pardon, what? The squawk button. Squawk? You know. Squawk. You don't excuse yourself. There's no editing of your coughs. I know there's no editing. It's just got a frog in my throat while I was talking. <laughs> don't talk about homebush. <laughs> oh, not those frogs a again. Green frog in your throat. Nah, nah. Those frogs are all going to die now, anyway. It was, you know, it was a, it was an interesting race meeting, and I, you know, I haven't, I haven't been to a, I just think I haven't been to an interstate 
Australian Championship round, like for a while, being either caught yep. here with Clipsal or just doing overseas stuff. And I, I enjoyed myself, even though it was cold and bleak. But <laughs> well, uh, there, was, there were plenty of people to catch up with and, and have a bit of a chat. Yeah. And boy, there was a, a huge, huge uh, tussle in the V8 Ute uh, racing. And I'd have to say, mate, I, I am just so surprised that the fortunes of racing is such that Jack Ellsgood could come out of the weekend extending his points lead from yeah. 5 to 10 after crazy? the most amazing crash and in the final race where he happened to pull to the right going into turn 1 at the exact moment when George Mediki had missed a gear change into third <laughs> like, and the whole field is sprayed How everywhere. How is that? Well, Jack got a drive-through penalty after that and, um, and everybody else that was even a player just fell by the wayside with Leighton Cranbrook ended up getting a 10 point, 20 point uh, penalty and Charlie, um, uh, uh, sorry, and, and, uh, and Gary Baxter Gary breaking Baxter, a timing right. chain. Yeah. yeah, I knew Baxter had a breakdown. So, uh, well, he did have a breakdown when you saw him on the side of the track. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like this. We're not in Adelaide now. Race two was, race two was cancelled, effectively, because it was a total debacle. Um, the whole thing just ran under the flag so they didn't even get two full laps I don't think is that right? Uh, yeah it was pretty much like that in fact they they, they canned the points on it completely yeah. because um, Glenn McNally ended up getting into the side of Stephen Robinson in the Vanuatu yep. and um, uh, he rolled him didn't he? he did roll him and yeah. uh, all the all the Tusker beer got smashed <laughs> The Tusker beer got smashed. Tusker beer from Vanuatu. Yeah. But there's plenty of money over there in Tsunami Land. <laughs> and they'll be back soon. Oh dear. So, so it's amazing. And then, bloody, who, who won the round? Normally when we talk about people, apart from Keefe, they don't go so well. But there we were saying that how bloody Kim Jane was up for his 150th and there you go. That's it, it. It was just one of those amazing events where everything just played into the hands of of, of the people that it needed to play into. And <laughs> I happened to see Leighton Cranbrook's Facebook uh, status uh, yesterday, the day before, and it said, um, "Managed to get back into the lead, only to lose it through my own stupidity." So he, oh, he's well, obviously he's... a guy that can take the yeah. piss out of himself. Well, good for him. So um, wait till you see that on on TV viewers. At that, at that point, there'll be listeners. Yeah, I think, um, when's that? On Saturday the 15th. Yep. 1.30 Eastern Standard. So, uh, that'll be a very, very interesting watch. Okay, so moving off to, uh, quickly off to Portugal for the third round of the Le Mans series at uh, Algarve. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What happened there? Well, Alan Simonson came fifth in the GD2 car. Um, just simply, the the tyre degradation of the Hankooks were not... You know, they weren't up not what they the expected at that at that circuit. Even though they had been testing there early in the year, uh, Rob Bell and, and Jimmy Bruni and uh, had won it also in a Ferrari 430 GT2. But the outright victory was taken at the last minute by the Pescarolo, their first win in three years. Aston Martin had led um, predominantly with their uh, the, the car that they had introduced early in the year, the Lola. Yep. Uh, only to have a gearbox gearbox problem. Uh, push them out. Um, in fact, uh, Alan was behind the sister Farnbacher car, uh, not sponsored by Hancock, and therefore not running the, the rubber, but uh, with Lucky Pierre, uh-huh. Pierre Eret, and uh, Dominic Farnbacher, his co-partner at uh, at um, 
Le Mans, Le Mans. 24 hour. Yeah. The uh, Janetta Zytec A9S was, was 1P2. And uh, Luc Alphonse, who was not driving the Corvette C06, took out uh, GT1 as GT1 comes to an end of its life this year. Poor old uh, Luc Alphonse still injured from the um, motorcycle accident he had uh, about a month ago in one of the uh, short uh, rallies. Oh, and what I wanted to say, and this is a bit of tech viewers, that the Le Mans site, lemonsseries.com, it's going to default into French, but I suggest you, if you look up in the top right, you'll see an English flag. It, it's pretty cool because if you look on, if you click on live stats, even if the event's not on, it gives you all the, the graphical information about who went where and where they fell over each other and crossed over and pitted, and then pie charts about which driver spent which how much time in the car. All very interesting. Yeah. Le Mans, that sounds good. Le Mans-series.com. Cool, cool. Hey, have, have a bit of cheese. Yeah, yeah what do you got there? Some cheese. Got some cheese? Fine. Would you like some cheese? Thank you. This is really nice. Uh, <coughs> uh, viewers, we're having some... Uh, oh, what do you got? Oh, how do you call, what do you say there? It's a Reggiano. A Reggiano. Yeah, uh, and it's very, very nice. Obviously, quite nice to dip in oil, viewers. Reggiano. And a bit of um, fish book mm. on a biscuit, or also known as caviar, but not really caviar. Muck <laughs> fish, not sturgeon. You know, I've got a mouthful. I can't talk. Oh, Linda was on the phone tonight. She should be listening, and she? Uh, she won't be happy that you're Hi, crunching. Crunching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just had to tell me that, didn't you? Just way back there in episode, God, oh, thirty-seven or something like that. I don't know. You boys shouldn't be. Talking while you're eating. Yeah, right, I Linda. I know. Lovely to see you again. Actually, I'm going up for a. I'm going up to Sydney uh, weekend after this. Yep. For a um, my mate Greg Russell's 60th birthday. At a, at oh, a, that's right. I remember you telling me about that. Was, back. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is going to be great because it's at a Tapanyaki restaurant. Oh, cool. I'm going up the day before to do a think tank session with him. Then a Christmas in August at Linda's. Oh. And uh, and I think Christine will be there as well. So it'll be you know another. <laughs> no, no, don't go there. <laughs> Another meal with, with old friends. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's it. Well, that'll be nice. And uh, and pick up the scooter. Pick up the Jalera oh, One Eight. Yeah, the Jalera One Eight is going to be shipped. Well, you're going to drive it back, are you? No, that's what she suggested. <laughs> I said you're kidding, aren't you? <laughs> Just see you going across that. Uh, hey, planes on a scooter. I found some external going. funding. That's funding. This providing her with the money to and there will be. Scooter man, do you hear that, Jasmine? There'll be a scooter in the house. Oh God. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that sums it up. Will you be all right with that? Like yeah. going to the markets on the back of the scooter? I'm not sure about that. You might have to pay me to do that. Whoa. So in other words, you, you can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> um, now what else has been happening? You know, Jasmine, he works for Michael Brock. She does. Michael Brock, who races in, in like, a, what is it, production car? Evo nines and the, with Evo the Coopers yep. branding and does a bit of tarmac rallying and yes, good old Michael. Anyway, funny old world, isn't it? It is a funny old world, isn't it? Small world, small world. Talking of small world, I see um, Monster Tajima has won uh, his fourth Pikes Peak hill climb in the US, um, and he uh, he was still trying to crack that ten minute barrier, but apparently couldn't uh, couldn't do it. Lack of grip. And the best he could manage was 10 minutes, 15 seconds, or thereabouts. And um, Marcus Grunholm was second, which was interesting, I thought, on debut. Um, 
first time he'd been there. Uh, getting second's pretty cool, but apparently he had a he had a problem too with turbo. And uh, Reese Millen um, got the two wheel drive record Son of in his Hyundai. Yeah, oh, that's so, the R H Y S. Yes, R H Y Reese. Reese could have been R double E C E. No, it couldn't. That's a tow bar. Heyman Reese. Move on. Move on. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm still going, am I? <laughs> Are you still going? <laughs> so who's wowing? Me or the camel? <laughs> you, if you don't keep making this old show now flow we've got, together. We've got all this bloody crap going on at the moment. I don't know whether you've. Um, oh, Concord's back. The news and the, what? Concord's back. Concord. The Concord Agreement's back. Concord Agreement? Back. Oh, yeah. yeah the Concord yeah. Agreement's been signed. Yeah. Perhaps that'll create uh, uh, peace. However, I've interrupted you. Sorry. No, go on. You can no, 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 just... carry on now. You've started. I, I just think that there will never be peace. Of in Formula One, whilst there are media run by women. <laughs> and I don't mean this in a sexist way. Is this where I'm supposed to interject? Yeah, probably. Sure. But, uh, but you see, the problem is because I'm that all the, women, all, all the women doing the media, this is yeah. my theory, they're all travelling together, right? Yeah. So they all get their periods at the same time. Yeah. And that's why they're all bitch and moan at the same time. So every time they all get their period and bitch and moan, then suddenly the FIA won't agree with Photo, won't agree with Bernie, and the world falls apart. The, look, what happens behind the scenes is not what is really happening, in, <laughs> according to the media. That's my theory on it. Because, you know, it all seems to be quite pleasant, and then, you know, everyone's bitching and stabbing in the back, and now Nelson Piquet Jr., or Nelson Piquet's gone from, yep. from, from, from Renault, what? and he's gone and slack. He, according to the media... Yes. Representative, it's not him typing it. He's not putting it on Autosport or sending it out. True. It, that, that you know, uh, Flavio's been my executioner. Mm. Yet he's his manager. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, you would think but, to yourself that, that, that certainly it's an entertainment sort of point of view. That there's, without all this testing going on, now they've got to keep up, they've got to keep mm. something happening. Yeah. I, I reckon it's a lot smoother behind the scenes. Than it's made out to be. Yeah, well, maybe there's a lot of talk for talk's sake. But Formula One's always been full of bloody politics and people shafting each other and stabbing each other in the back. It's never been any different. And I don't want it to sound like a sexist comment because I'm sure there's some little jerks out there as guys that oh, are around. But, but, you know, I just... A lot of pot stirrers. I thought I'd be controversial. You thought you'd be a pot stirrer too? Absolutely. Well, as you should. Why not? Why not? On that, now, what I was going to say... She's going to get the stick. She's getting the stick out. <laughs> was... But we've had all this kerfuffle in the last couple of days about how the bloody hell the V8 supercar series is going to start next year. One minute it's the Middle East and there's going to be 15 races. The next minute Clipsal's still going to be the first race. And they don't care, so they say. They've refuted suggestions that starting it in the Middle East will actually damage our event. Well, I would probably suggest it would because how many people are going to go, oh, I think I'll go to the Middle East instead of going to the Clipsal. The, what was it? The Clipsal. Can we get it's away from that? Why is it the just what Clipsal. it's called locally? Mm, it's, like, so it's like get the, with the, it's like the development series. It's not really the development series. What is it then? It's well, the Fujitsu series. It's the Fujitsu V8 supercar series. Right. And they keep it on the development. 
series. It's not. Well, it was originally called new development. It was called development series in the in, in the moment uh, in the moment between being called being called HPDC. Was it? Holden Performance Driving Centre, yeah, and then Fujitsu coming on after Konica had left, and everyone goes, "It's a development series, development." Well, oh, that's series. right. It's not. It's what, nice are we, what are we called? To? We called nation, uh, like uh, nationwide, in the uh, NASCAR series, the development series to Sprint Cup, Sprint Cup. No. Well, we don't hear it like that, but it could no. be called that in the US. In, in the US, US we don't would live we, there. I tell you, it was not anyway. Regardless of that, we've now got this situation where the calendar hasn't been revealed. Clipsal 500 for next year hasn't been launched. Um, So it's all just, again, a a media fracker, effectively. Fracker. Fracker, good word. Maybe high values. I'm going to have to placate Jasmine after doing that. Good caviar. (laughs) Hands free. Hands free. She's crunching that down. She's right. So we don't really know, and we won't know, I guess, until the until the um, next year's calendar is actually given the nod, which probably won't be, I would suggest, until after Bathurst. Um, so just wait and see, I guess. As reported on last week's show, episode one twenty one, shoes in, shoes out. But now he's in. Oh, I know. Isn't oh, that well, incredible? Well, it's only a day late for us. Now I heard on the, the media. News. There's the media playing again. You see, and they talking just, to the media. I just want to have a little bit of interaction every day. You they had him on the radio this them. morning saying that he's already lost three kilos. He's training hard. Went to the toilet. He's got to do a lot in three weeks. I tell you. So I don't know how many more kilos he's got to lose. You know, I mean, what a lot of crap. <laughs> I mean, as if he would. Like, it, it, whether he <laughs> lost the three kilos or not. I know exactly. I don't think it's really going to impact on his driving crap. And but, everyone's been bitching yeah. and moaning, like, and he's saying, oh, he's media. People have been saying, we need to test him. And there, there he did. He went and used one of the uh, 2007 Formula One cars from the Cliente department because yes. there's a summer testing ban, and so the whole operation yeah. is off having nice times in Il Giulio. Um, therefore, there was no one at the factory to help him out. You know, he goes, hello, like... <laughs> Hi, Michael here. Anybody here? Can I have a Formula One car, please? No, not available. And uh, therefore, he had to go and use the R1 for the museum. I went on GP2 rubber. Now, when he's gone and said, well, the media have gone and said that the operation has said, we need to do testing on current spec car. Can we have a day, please? Can we, can we, can we? Well, everyone has said okay, except for, for Toro Rosso, Red Bull and, uh, and Williams. Oh, they went, well, you know, you wouldn't uh, let Ahami Algasuri have a drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, even though Ferrari approved it, um, so... Why we, would we, we let you? Exactly. Yeah, so, oh, fair yeah, There's a bit of a poo-poo going on there. There is. And uh, just more Formula One politics. <laughs> well, I think they're all a bit worried him coming back. And, and, and from a Ferrari's point of view, they'll be going, this is great, we're going to benchmark the other drivers. Yeah, Because if he comes in and... Is this a shoe in? Yeah. And well, what do you what do you say about that? But the FIA now, upon pressure, according to the media, according are, to the media, are, again. are having an investigation into whether he really tested on GP2 rubber. Because no, no. if he didn't test on GP2 rubber at Magello, yes. that means what what rubber he was cheating. It, well, he was he was in contravention of the testing ban. That's right. But he wasn't 
he didn't have a super license at that time. So, you know, is he a Formula One really driver? Not or is he just having a surely he'd have driver of a museum car? Surely he'd have a lifetime bloody super license, wouldn't he? Well, look till he hits forty well, no, or something. No, because we at least. had that show where we talked about all the money that. True. Good point. Yes. The old ugly bloke. Yeah, once. Yeah. The short old ugly bloke. <laughs> short old ugly bloke with yeah. the ex-tall misses. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the grey comb over forward. I've told him before. Please feel free to sue me. I've got nothing. That's my strength. <laughs> Speaking of Sue, I saw those blokes. But don't mention them. No. no. The media. Yeah, don't mention them. Not the media. And there was... Small. Backhanders. Small. <laughs> small backhanders. Crab-like handshakes. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, so there's been a huge crash. A huge... Oh, there's it's been a, a huge microphone USB stick. But it's crashed into the side of my That would have been a giveaway, wouldn't it, at the bloody Sandown race in the media centre. Wasn't Because you can only get that by special mailing if you buy Norton 360 for PC. Well... Us Mac users aren't privy to the Vodafone car well, USB uh, stick. Y- y- the Fogues was very unhappy that he was not provided with one. But how come you got one? Oh, because you I his, was, didn't you? because they didn't they didn't come down to 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 see the big pond media truck with their carbon fiber desks and their <laughs> <laughs> emblazoned name tags with met in script. An Edwardian script, in fact. Edwardian script? Ooh. <laughs> Monotype. <laughs> and he was most unhappy about that. I let him have a bit of a touch of it. But also... A bit of a touch. Uh, How big is it? Uh, four gig. Four gig, is it? Yeah, four oh, gig. That's and I right. thought, that's all right. Yeah. Um, and uh, nowhere a Ford logo to be seen. No. But there's no Hogster on the back. Well, there's no Hogster on the front. <laughs> it looks like the car of tomorrow on the back. And we'll get on to Alba- uh, Alabama. No, not Alabama. Pocono. 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 Po- Pocono. Right. How do you pronounce that? Pocono. 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 <laughs> Pocono. But, uh, and also, Norton 360s were given to everybody for, in the media centre. Thanks, here's your free copy of Norton 360. And I said to the guy, oh, but I've got a Mac. He goes, oh, no, it works perfectly on a Mac. Oh, it no, it doesn't work on a Mac. No, no, this is, this is the Mac version. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously they had the wrong people doing the marketing. Well, it all works perfectly on a Mac because you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that well, at that time he'd lost interest and was starting wearing it. Was, yeah, was starting yeah, to change into a dress. Somewhere else. Yeah. Now, I noticed that last week... Um, oh, and Master's home. Oh, Master's home. Well, he's, he's recovering at home. Good, good, good. Well, that's good. Not, not, that's not his address, Master at home. Dot <laughs> com. Yeah, anyway, there's no need for us to tell you about that because everyone else says all yeah, these people, exactly. all these media people that have got nothing to do with motor racing, that have no interest in it, suddenly gone. We're, we're going to tell you about Massive in case you didn't know about it. We're going to go and flop around his house and take photos of him and annoy the crap out of him, even though he's trying to recover. Even after Ferrari said that Williams was all washed up. Oh, it's got so bitchy. <laughs> it must be, you know, the week of the, you know, what's. Well, early on last week. Um, a certain uh, Neil Bates was saying that he reckoned he could catch um, Simon Evans and uh, testing, still win testing, the Australian Rally Championship. <laughs> but it didn't happen. We had the last round here on the weekend in the uh, Mount Crawford Forest, as usual. And Evans just stormed away. So, uh, great result for uh, him. His, uh, According to the media. Yeah, no, so it was very, very good. That result. is a media report you're reading. 
this is last week's media report. Is it accurate? But the reality. Oh yes, it is accurate because it's from Auto Action. Yeah, but the reality is. Thank that you, Rob. Last week and this week. For sending that through. It is. It's good. Um, reality is. Yep, Simon got it. So uh, fantastic result for him. No doubt, Linda's rung him up and congratulated him. A very uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> yes, of course, because she knows him well. Exactly. Down here. Oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, oh, Linda. If you're listening, you, it's a good job we're not uh, on video. She's a listener. Or oh, watching. Uh, there was a mini uh, decided to hold a press conference, and a very unwise press conference it was as well um, at the media centre at Sandia. Ah, now I heard about this. Mm. And um, there's a new sponsor come on board. Uh, can't remember what they called them. Pizza something or other. Yep. But there was Ted Tolman but the scratching his hair down the end there on a table slightly lower yes. than the rest of everybody else while other people sort of took 15 minutes. Tolman's running the series though, isn't he? Well, he's the owner of yeah, the series, which has yeah. been the Bill and Ben Spherics yeah. job. Yeah, I know, it's the Bill and Ben job. But um, there was no one there. What, at the press conference? And no one at all. <laughs> and, and, but they went on. And yeah. I, I had my head poked around the corner, but from where I was sitting, I could hear I didn't really need to be going into the... The, 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 the full chamber as such. The chamber. And I thought, why don't we get some full-size cutouts of significant motorsport media people. Like and, well, no, no, no. Yes, yep. exactly. Uh, and media celebrities with iPods in hand. Or well, rather, we just have a hole there and like that, cut it out with the iPod microphone through there so they can record it. And then they'll feel... Like they're listening because they're listening later, but they just couldn't be there. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea, John. Pretty awful, really. Yeah. The silly move that these pizza people made was not bringing pizzas. True. For now, they're a Queensland-based company, as I not understand. Not that there was anyone which to eat. Would be uh, appropriate for the Bill and Ben show. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> they actually started their sponsorship. Their fir the first round that they sponsored was was in fact a last minute sponsorship in Townsville, because I remember getting the press release. So there you go. So they've just cemented that. Now I understand too. Mini's going to run right the way through now. Already locked in till two thousand and twelve, I believe. Oh, I don't know anything so, about uh, it. Yeah, well, there was no one there to report on it. <laughs> well, there you go. They were talking. Well, someone to has it. <laughs> Because that's what I read. If only there'd been gourmet pizzas, people would have come. And they are gourmet pizzas. In fact, there's one here no one in would really know of that pizza brand. Pizza Capers. That's it, Pizza Capers. There's Caper. one here well, on Main North East Road at Collinswood. So uh, if you're a viewer who lives near the ABC at Collinswood, I used to have a flat there years and years ago. They're expanding into Italy and India. What? Pizza Capers? Oh, absolutely. And Singapore. Really? Just for the Grand Prix. Okay. A bit expensive pizzas. Oh, it's a bit of an expensive caper, really. Well, there's no menus and no pizzas. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> right. What else you got? Because I've got bugger all now. I've run out. In contrast, there was the V8 Supercar press conference, and uh, there were uh, lots of nice girls to look at. Right. You know, forget the three guys out the front. And the yep. girls, they're professionals at standing. With Looking. Dicks. How do you do that? Uh, I mean, when someone says smile for the camera, I can barely yep. hold that pose for a moment. Like, well, it's Botox. These, these... <laughs> Botox? 
Botox. That's it. They can't smile. It's permanent. It's just there. I've got to wait for it to wear off for a few days. Look, JP, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I'm getting hungry too. And I'll tell you, yeah, uh, we'll come back with a bit more motorsport, but you know what it is. What? <laughs> it's tech time. <laughs> is it tech time? <laughs> tech time, tech time. It's tech, tech time. Tech time. Now, there's not been that much going on in the old blooming. Well, there's a new product yes. that I've come across lately, which I think is everything mobile me should have been for free, and no one seems to know about it, but it's starting to get out there, and it's called Dropbox. Oh, that's that thing you sent me the email about that I didn't re- respond to yet. Yep. Right. Dropbox, getdropbox.com. Unbelievably useful utility. On all it's platforms. cloud, isn't it? it? Well, it's cloud computing. Yes, it is, yes. JP. It's on Linux, it's on Windows, and it's on Macintosh. And for free, yep. you register, you have two gigabyte of space out on the computing cloud. Right. But that's all cool if we want to do backups. But what its real strength is, is sharing folders between multiple computers. You might own a computer at home and a computer at the office. Yep. And so you're working on a whole lot of things and you go, oh, I don't want to take my computer home. You've got Microsoft, whatever you want, or Photoshop or Dreamweaver or whatever at home. All you want to do is work on the same stuff. But then you come back right. to the office the next morning, you've got to sync it back up. This automatically syncs the two computers, their drop folder, right. between the home computer and the work computer, or the computer in Africa, or the computer in Denmark, or wherever it might be, yep. seamlessly as push technology, as well as backing it up out of the cloud. So it's like having your own personal FTP site that's not really FTP. Well, the, the problem with FTP you know. is that FTP is too technical. Yeah, that's right. People hate it because there's passwords, you've got to press there's buttons and things, and it's all Dave Heffer yeah. stuff. Yeah, it is. You know, and that's why and propellers. You know, that, it's people like Dave. <laughs> that, that like to make things difficult because that protects them. Well, doesn't it? It does. I mean, seriously, that people like code, people like to write code because it makes them feel like they're in a different... An um, upper echelon. Well, control. Yes, control. It's all about control. Whereas us drag and drop people, if I can just drag a picture into a folder, whether it's on my hard drive or whether it's in the clouds... Well, I showed you before. It's pretty you cool, did. isn't it? Uh, yep. I got the demo earlier, viewers, and it is fantastic. For two hundred, if you were to spend two hundred Australian dollars a year, I'm not suggesting you need to do that. That would be a hundred gigabyte of cloud backup plus yep. distribution onto as many machines as you want. Yes, you're going to have to pay the bandwidth, right? But you know, but you're paying you're, anyway. You're getting generally. about four, yep. four terabyte of, of bandwidth per month per yep. year. So I don't think it's really going to be a, a, a really great problem. Um, it just means that just Everything's backed up. You've got all yep. your websites, all your creative, everything you've ever done somewhere else, and it's a super disaster recovery plan. Certainly is, and it's certainly a great bit of software. There's no get, about get dropbox.com and RSS feeds, which come straight to your iPhone. So if anything happens, it automatically notifies here on your iPhone what's happened. Did I, did I show you that? Show no, you, you show me that bit. I'll do a quick demo here. Kaching the Dropbox. Oh, yeah. And so there. uh, oh, there's my Dropbox folder coming up now. Um, this has been working so well on the uh, Optus tethering, tethering yep. solution. You've invited JP and you added the file hospital. Look at that. Fantastic. Thanks very much. And we only uh, did that just before the show started, viewers. So it's working extremely well. There are all sorts of ways that people can use that. Anyway, uh, 3.01 for the iPhone. Yes, out already. So a uh, few little improvements, bug fixes. 
actually the reason why it came out mate, is because there was a, uh, a malicious attack on the phone and a single character sent suspiriously could take over the phone and also exposing further um, flaws in Apple's security strategy with their 3.0 operating system for the iPhone which as Macintosh dramatically put it the ability for someone to take over every iPhone in the world. Well, well Apple was pretty quick on the O1 patch, and <laughs> like uh, the 275 uh, megabyte download is probably well worth doing it. Um, is it 275 meg? Is it? Yeah, it is because they don't do uh, they don't do like incremental changes. And in fact, that's for you for printing. This is a perfect example of where Dropbox works for you. I've got to come back and explain that. Let's say we're working on a hundred megabyte file. Right. And you're the printer. I'm yeah. working on it, yeah. and I've sent it to you. And you're going right. I do, like I'm going to print this file. And at the last minute, I go, "Oh my God! It means it's meant to be an Americanization of the word authorized. I need to put a Z in there. I've only made a tiny little change to the document. Yep. Yet it's a hundred megabyte. Well, Dropbox is clever enough to be able to see the delta, i.e., the change yep. between the previous version and the current version. And and only updates update the change. Ah, very good. You've got to be able so to sell this out there yeah, in your professional services yep. as a value add. Mm, sounds like a great, great deal to me. FCC is investigating Apple yes. in America over just... apparently uh, a, Google had come up with a very yep. good voice application, but AT and T. Appears they reckon that AT&T in the background has yep. said look this is competing with us and can you pull the application yep. so Apple is now investi- uh, is being under investigation, investigation in conjunction yep. with AT&T to determine whether the um, you know there's been any collusion apparently or... there's a couple of other issues that are being investigated as well well I'm in- sure there is um, and the uh, the Google uh, who's the Google guy who's just resigned from Apple's board and Eric Schmidt yeah that's right and apparently the uh, the FCC reckons that's a great thing because there were definitely uh, conflicts of interest I think that there shows transparency yep I'd like to see some transparency of the uh, the iPhone app that we introduced last week Passion yes well it'd be interesting to go visit the website and see who has been the highest score router for the week <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> for those who didn't listen to last week's show, uh, this uh, unique application for the iPhone uh, allowed you to put the iPhone onto the bed of whom partner you would be having said um, activities with, um, recording the vibration factor, the uh, noise effects. Uh, yes. And uh, apparently it's got a clue that can tell that if you're playing something in the background with squeaks and squeals, and the duration, therefore ranking you at either lowly or studly. <laughs> I don't very think, succinctly put I don't Johnny. think that this is one of those tests which will ever be over <laughs> I don't think it will be either now while you were talking about transparency and whatnot earlier on um, there's a very very interesting uh, article been written by a guy named Anil Dash uh, and what's he, his name? Anil Dash A-N-I-L-D-A-S-H now, he runs this uh, site where he basically does commentary on, on blogs on what's going on in the world, particularly tech, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm not going to go into the entire, entire thing because it's, it's huge, um, but it's basically, it says, Apple, secrecy does not scale. And he's effectively trying to say, Apple, it's time that you got more transparent. You can't keep these secrets. Things have gone off the rails. 
the Google Voice thing that you just spoke about. Um, the death in China. That Exactly, all of that stuff. Um, so if you want to check it out, I suggest you actually go. It's at uh, dashes.com, D-A-S-H-E-S.com, uh, slash Anil, slash 2009, slash 07, Apple Secrecy Does Not Scale. Once you get to the website, you'll be able to search for it very easily. Just search on the 31st of July because that's when he wrote it. And read the article if you've got time. It's pretty long. But also read the comments that have come in so far. It's uh, quite a fascinating read, I reckon. Running out of time. Um, before we go out for dinner, I don't know where we're going. Where are we going? I don't know. Somewhere. Ryan Briscoe won his uh, another IRL race at did. Kentucky. In fact, that was... Really, really good, putting him in the lead. So after the weekend, after Will Power had had taken out uh, the round in Canada. Yep. Um, last night, I sat down to watch a bit of one uh, HD. One HD. Thank you very much to see uh, the the Nationwide Cup from from Pocono. Pocono. I thought it was excellent. Especially the the well, that was good. And then following on with the sprint car, sprint cup challenge, whatever they call yep. the damn thing, where Denny Hamlin came to win it after the first uh, race he's won in about um, fifty races. Montoya second, his best this year, and uh, Marcus Ambrose up as high as third, fourth place until being innocently taken out twenty laps from the end. Very very good race, but next weekend. You'll see him this weekend coming. He will be not only doing nationwide, but doing sprint cup duties as well at Watkins Glen, one of the road courses that he has finished so well, second last year, third last year, second the year before. Look good. Look good. Good race. There were, speaking of which, there were a lot of Crusher ads. Oh, really? Trackside Crusher ads. Yeah? With, with Crusher voiceovers, which everyone was paying out on in the media. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't say well, he wouldn't have his photo, would he? So he'd have to do voiceovers. It was widescreen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one, more, one more tech bitch. All right, um, one more tech. Yeah. And one more tiny little bit of uh, uh, I've just got a bit of goss to the end. Is that, that there's that there's a there's chat about Apple making the iTunes Music Store yeah. PayPal functionality, not for accepting the payments for purchases, but allowing people who do PayPal business yep. to use it as the engine to process their, their transactions. So that, that's interesting. Mm, that interesting is interesting. Mm. Okay, well, one last little bit here. Um, South Australia, for those of you who are with us, um, there's going to be an Elfin Heritage Motor Show with up to 50 cars in the Jubilee Pavilion of the Adelaide Showgrounds on August 16th. Um, they, they're hoping to display at least one of every model of Elfin um, from the Gary Cooper era. Gary uh, had the Elfin factory down in uh, Edwardstown. In fact, it's a spray uh, shop these days. Uh, <laughs> well, you go down there if you feel like you want someone to. No, it's your, quite like, interesting because you you're a piece of shit. I used to um, when I, back in the old days when I had a V dub, I used to go next door uh, to the Elfin factory and, and get the V dub fixed, and. Um, so you just used to see the factory there, and then of course Gary died and it got shut down. It was in mothballs for about, I think about 18 months or so, and um, Wheels Magazine did an article on it back at that stage. Anyway, that's that's sort of by the by. Um, there's gonna be this Elfin uh, thing, 15th and 16th, it's the 50th anniversary, 15th and 16th of uh, August, 
and uh, here in South Australia because that was where the uh, where the Elfin Hole scenario started. And uh, I think they're going to be on track at Malala on the 15th and then they've got this other thing on the 16th. Well, I've got to go because the battery's running out last week, last okay. night. Also, watched a Rolex sports car race from Alabama. Alabama? Uh, and, and the most beautiful motorsport complex, um, Barber Park. That was unbelievably good. Final bitch of the night. Oh. Microsoft with their 2008 Macintosh update. Let's call it a down date. Oh. Uh, it's an absolute screw up, nothing worse. You had your last moment on my computer, Microsoft, that's for sure. And... Um, uh, a, note, uh, a, a word of positiveness. Ness. Ness. Uh, uh, in food. I had to do food. The food Royston nice. Hotel in um, in Richmond, the, the folks. And, oh, is uh, this when you were over and, there? And Lynchy Poo, and yep. I went to last yep. s- Sunday night. Brilliant place to go. Little hole in the wall. Hard oh. to know. Um, so this like is a, for our Victorian viewers? Oh, yeah, you're, Victorian viewers. Anyone who's over there, look, it's... Um, yep. Royston Hotel. You've got to go there. Just, just try it. The steaks are mega, $26, 30, 350 gram, all yeah. the trimmings, friendly staff, ye oldie worldy, hidden in the wall, no one knows all about it. Oh, but tonight, fantastic. I've just found out what our menu is, and it's it's actually quite nice. It just came in. Yep. Cream of spinach soup to start. Oh, yeah, interesting. I like that. They like spinach on its own, but I don't mind it as no, soup. True. It's cream. Spaghetti with broccoli, pine nuts, chili, garlic, and feta cheese. Or... Chicken and mushroom ravioli with asparagus, baby spinach, and a brie cream sauce. That's free tonight. Free. And here, free brie. Free brie. <laughs> okay. We don't mean Big Brother. No. But what bothered me was the rare peppered kangaroo salad with rocket. You know, I didn't think it was really appropriate that they should offer it with sp- uh, Spanish onion baked pumpkin or cherry tomatoes but I think what it needed was something like um, oh, oh, I don't know what do you think a bit of toasted pine nuts or something I don't know oh, and um, yeah what would that go oh, with oh. Spanish onion no you already said that uh, 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 Oli uh, that'd be yeah. good and um, oh, something Vinegar sweet and sour yeah. yes that's it um, but I'm going to work backwards tonight and, uh, and start with the, uh, the tasting plate Called Luna Park, which is a toffee apple, a jammy donut, a vanilla ice cream, fairy floss, and a caramel popcorn. <laughs> fairy floss? You're kidding me. Don't you be saying that. <laughs> big day, big day. You've had fairy floss. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers.